So, welcome back. Thank you for being here. Um, we interrupt your regularly scheduled programming of the uh, Da Ching for a special report, a, um, a interesting find. Um, a client of mine, a friend of mine in Australia, um, woman Louise Armitage, hello Louise, who wrote a very fine book called Deep Self-Healing, uh, and I taught with her in Australia recently, or last month, I guess, uh, referred me to the source of <clears throat> the quote that I've often given, which I didn't know, whose source I didn't actually know. Uh, the quote is, uh, free your mind, your ass will follow. I know that came from a song from a group called P-Funk or Parliament Funkadelic. <laughs> It turns out she, she found the song, and the song is called Good Thoughts, Bad Thoughts. And that's the first link I sent. Uh, all the links are in the description window. Uh, and I can't play the song here. Um, it's a, the, the full version is a 12-minute song <clears throat> uh, that features the guitar of a man named Eddie Hazel, who very clearly was a wanderer and the lyrics of um, George Clinton, who was the band leader of P-Funk, uh, who also seemed to be a wanderer. And the song, Good Thoughts, Bad Thoughts, from 1974, uh, has drawn much material from a book called As a Man Thinketh, which is a phrase actually from the Bible. Um, it also is the title of a book that was written by a man named James Allen in 1903. Some, there's some dispute, 1902, 1903. The book called As a Man Thinketh. The second link I sent is some quotes from the book. The third link, and you'll see all these links in the description, is the Wikipedia write-up on the author James Allen. And this was a passage from Proverbs 23.7. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so this song <laughs> is really quite a trip because, first of all, the guitar work, it's six minutes or so of a guitar solo. And then it's six minutes of the same type of guitar playing from Eddie Hazel <clears throat> with um, George Clinton reading very profound spiritual philosophy, <clears throat> some of which is drawn directly and lifted, actually, from the book As a Man Thinketh by James Allen and other portions of the lyrics from, you know, his own understandings or um, even another passage in the Bible. And it pertains to the, um, the power of thought to shape, uh, the, the thought makes our life. We make our life by our thought that leads naturally to action, that then, of course, has karmic consequences, and that, um, as a man thinketh, so shall he be, and become, and experience. And <clears throat> I want to read the. <clears throat> I want to read the song, and then I want to read some quotes from the book "As a Man Thinketh." <clears throat> And uh, the last <laughs> uh, matter is that um, 
when I heard the name James Allen, I thought, hmm, that name is familiar. And then I looked to the Wikipedia page and found the photograph of James Allen, born 1864, died 1912. And then I thought of, hmm, don't I know another James Allen? Well, yes. <laughs> Jim McCarty of Allen L Research just so happens to be named James Allen McCarty. And then I put together <laughs> the photograph of James Allen, who wrote As a Man Thinketh, with James Allen McCarty, uh, and realized, oh my God, I think they may be the same soul. And I'm not given to this kind of thing, <clears throat> um, as my friend David has done, you know, at David Wilcock and Edgar Casey. Uh, I don't really do this kind of thing that much, say, hey, he was him or that one was that other in a past life but um, the faces are pretty similar <laughs> the eyes are very very similar and it was a little moment of a shock in the body like ah, oh my god and um, that's the last um, link or uh, offering that I sent you there and the picture is uh, I believe it will be the picture that I'm going to use for the title or have if it's up when you by the time you are listening uh, at home uh, you may see that in fact this is the the cover image for this video on YouTube <clears throat> and so I don't know if James Allen who wrote as a man thinketh who died in 1912 was reborn as James Allen McCarty I think in 1947 who became the you know, the linchpin, the, the joining, the connecting uh, node <clears throat> that made LNL um, complete after the foundation of uh, Don Elkins and Carla Rueckert uh, so that they could then channel Raw. Jim played a pivotal role, actually. But it just so happens that James Allen, the author who died in 1912, also was a scribe, <laughs> a scribe also was a writer, also did professional work writing, and um, had a magazine and wrote a lot, not just this one book, which became world famous and is in many editions. So <clears throat> that's a strange thing, it seems to me. And so from this <laughs> quote, uh, uh, save free your mind, your ass will follow, uh, to Louise who found the source, the song, to me looking into the song and finding its basis as the book As a Man Thinketh, to seeing the author's photo, James Allen, to putting that together with James Allen McCarty. Uh, it's an interesting <laughs> circle, and uh, I offer that to you for your consideration. <clears throat> so, unfortunately, I can't play the 12-minute song here. Uh, what you've got, again, is six minutes of, six and a half minutes of Eddie Hazel playing very beautiful guitar and I've never heard of this man before. And <clears throat> then George Clinton um, speaking these lines in a slowed down pace or speed, uh, sounding like the voice of God. So let me read the lyrics for the song, Good Thoughts, Bad Thoughts, 1974, from Funkadelic, P-Funk. Travel like a king, listen to the inner voice. A higher wisdom is at work for you. Conquering the stumbling blocks come easier. 
<clears throat> when the conqueror is in tune with the infinite. Every ending is a new beginning. Life is an endless unfoldment. Change your mind and you change your relation to time. You can find the answer. The solution lies within the problem. The answer is in every question. Dig it? An attitude is all you need to rise and walk away. Inspire yourself. Your life is yours. It fits you like your skin. The oak sleeps in the acorn. The giant sequoia tree sleeps in its tiny seed. The bird waits in the egg. God waits for his unfoldment in man. Fly on, children. Play on. <clears throat> you gravitate to that which you secretly love most. You meet in life the exact reproduction of your own thoughts. There is no chance, coincidence, or accident in a world ruled by law and divine order. You rise as high as your dominant aspiration. You descend to the level of your lowest concept of yourself. Free your mind and your ass will follow. The infinite intelligence within you knows the answers. Its nature is to respond to your thoughts. Be careful of the thought seeds you plant in the garden of your mind, for seeds grow after their kind. Play on, children. Every thought felt as true, or allowed to be accepted as true by your conscious mind, takes root in your subconscious. Blossoms sooner or later into an act and bears its own fruit. Good thoughts bring forth good fruit. Bullshit thoughts rot your meat. Think right, and you can fly. The kingdom of heaven is within. Free your mind, and your ass will follow. Play on, children. Sing on, lady. So, <clears throat> to me, it's very... <laughs> I mean, some of the highest philosophy that I've seen um, in a song. So, <clears throat> uh, I want to bring some quotes from the book As a Man Thinketh. This was, uh, and then I'm going to go back to the, the song, lyrics, good thoughts, bad thoughts from Funkadelic and explain a little or give commentary. Uh, the link I sent www.jamesallenlibrary.com quotes from As a Man Thinketh. Uh, just a few I'd like to read here from chapter one, Thought and Character. As the plant springs from and could not be without the seed, so every act of a man springs from the hidden seeds of thought and could not have appeared without them. Act is the blossom of thought and joy and suffering are its fruits. Thus does a man garner in the sweet and bitter fruitage of his own husbandry. Man is made or unmade by himself. In the armory of thought he forges the weapons by which he destroys himself. He also fashions the tools with which he builds for himself heavenly mansions of joy and strength and peace. Chapter 2 the soul attracts that which it secretly harbors, that which it loves, and also that which it fears. 
it reaches the height of its cherished aspirations, it falls to the level of its unchastened desires, <clears throat> and circumstances are the means by which the soul receives its own. Circumstance does not make the man, it reveals him to himself. Men do not attract that which they want, but that which they are. Not that not what he wishes and prays for does a man get, but what he just, justly earns. From chapter 3. Thought is the foundation of action, life, and manifestation. Make the fountain pure, and all will be pure. If you would protect your body, guard your mind. If you would renew your body, beautify your mind. There is no physician like cheerful thought for dissipating the ills of the body. There is no comforter to compare with good will for dispersing the shadows of grief and sorrow. From chapter 4, thoughts of doubt and fear never accomplished anything and never can. They always lead to failure. The will to do springs from the knowledge that we can do. And from chapter 5, <clears throat> Um, all that a man achieves and all that he fails to achieve is the direct result of his own thoughts. Achievement of whatever kind is the crown of effort, the diadem of thought, which is a type of crown. He who would accomplish little must sacrifice little. He who would achieve much must sacrifice much. He who would attain highly must sacrifice greatly. And uh, actually, the last quotes will be from chapter 6. To desire is to obtain. To aspire is to achieve. The vision that you glorify in your mind, the ideal that you enthrone in your heart, this you will build your life by, this you will become. So, I think there are some beautiful, important, deep wisdom quotes here and so <clears throat> clearly there's also past life karmic carry over carry through uh, and so it's not that all failure or ill health is the result of current lifetime thought um, some success and failure and excellent health so and poor health so conditions of body conditions of mind conditions of life, relationship, success or failure. All, whether positive or negative, um, all positive and negative conditions of body, conditions of mind, conditions in relationship, achievement or success versus failure or loss, um, all of that is not only influenced by the thought of a current lifetime. It's also influenced by the thought, word, and deed of past lifetimes. Uh, he probably believed in reincarnation, but he didn't talk about it. Uh, he read a very famous book called The Light, Light of Asia, or Light on Asia, which was um, some of the early uh, literature from the West or the UK. Um, I'm not sure if it's German or UK, with some early kind of Victorian-era translations of Buddhism, Hinduism, 
mixing in. It, it's sort of uh, in the field of what's called rom uh, Orientalism. It's a little bit romanticized. It's um, some of the early writing 120 years ago or turn of the century about Asia, about Buddhism, about Hinduism. Uh, was idealizing some of it was uh, devaluing uh, it was romanticizing and some accurate some totally mistaken translations but he's read about that and so he probably understood he was a vegetarian he and his wife uh, were strict vegetarians and he died very young and that's interesting he died before 48 or something so I'm not sure why or what that was going on maybe he had some personal issues uh, that he didn't wasn't able to face or maybe he just needed to prepare for coming in the <clears throat> to the next Jim Al James Allen I'm not sure but uh, the point is uh, as a man thinks so shall he speak and act <clears throat> uh, the uh, the other side here is that there's a subconscious and um, uh, unrecognized influence. So past life carry through is unrecognized influence. The deep beliefs <clears throat> of the subconscious or what's not yet conscious uh, for any one person, any of us, regarding self-esteem, sense of self, and regarding views of world and relationship, uh, that which informs desires and aspirations, uh, our deep mind values, values and beliefs. Deep mind beliefs about self, about world, about purpose, and the uh, associated values, what we value as important, what not. So if there's a low self-esteem, <clears throat> or self-hatred, or karmic guilt, or deep regret, remorse, uh, a mind that's very unhappy with itself, uh, it may value uh, getting others' approval, it may value self-punishment, or both, or uh, otherwise. Um, a, a mind that overvalues self may value that, that overvalue self or has certain distorted beliefs um, that are associated with grandiosity or pride and arrogance and vanity, which usually compensate for low self-esteem as well, that type of mind may value also getting admiration or domination or high position. Uh, I watched this movie last night called The Family Man, Nicolas Cage. Very interesting movie, 2006, I think. <clears throat> or maybe not 2006, because the World Trade Center was still up um, in one scene. Anyway, uh, at one point in the movie, he um, it's a very strange, interesting movie about um, experiencing a parallel lifetime uh, had he made a different choice 30 years ago, or 20, or 15 years ago, 13 years ago. It's very strange. It's basically, it starts with him at the airport <clears throat> saying goodbye to his college girlfriend in 87, he, uh, against her wishes, even though they love each other, goes to the UK for a job or an internship, and it ends up he ends up going a different way, and they part ways, and he ends up as some kind of uh, Wall Street uh, mini tycoon type, um, and then some magical Christmas Eve occurrence occur happens, 
<clears throat> and he gets to experience um, uh, uh, the parallel timeline of what would have been at that time had he not gone there or come back and married her 13 years prior. But at one point he's wearing, he puts on a certain suit, a fancy expensive suit, and he says, um, it's so strange um, how um, I feel better about myself wearing this suit when, as other people will, will see me. That knowing other people are seeing me wearing this suit makes me feel better about myself. So self-esteem tied to um, how others see me. Um, overvaluing others' opinion to shore up a weak self-esteem, to fill in the void of self-doubt or self-blame or pain, uh, identity pain, uh, deep emotional spiritual pain associated with distorted views of self. <clears throat> and so that's just a minor point that um, as a man thinketh about him or herself, man, woman, whatever, as a man, as a person thinketh, thinks about him or herself in terms of their identity and self-image, the self-imaging sense of self, so too shall he or she value what's important and what they consider important and less important. So as as a person self-conceives, so shall they or we uh, establish a scale of values. <clears throat> and by that shall we formulate speech and decision or action and conduct, thus seeding future. So let's go back to the song and then... Um, and, uh, and continue. <laughs> this is a this talk may not go for an hour and twelve minutes. Uh, I'll go through each of the paragraphs or each of the uh, stanzas. Travel like a king. Listen to the inner voice. A higher wisdom is at work for you. And so, this is <laughs> truth. The truth of higher self, <clears throat> and a certain way of seeing self. Uh, a spiritualized self-image, a spiritualized self-conception. The point is, <clears throat> there are a few things that he said in the, the lyrics here that I've heard many times and I agree with totally, but his formulation is very straight. <laughs> he's not saying, well, folks, you could look at it this way, and he's not trying to be politically correct, clearly. He's not trying to be gentle or spiritual he's just laying out the truth as he sees it uh, <clears throat> one may sometimes um, feel noble or perceive and, and be aware of the nobility of higher self and so um, the Hierophant card in the tarot, card 5 uh, sometimes called the Pope <laughs> which is a silly term now, but the Hierophant, the mature adept, <clears throat> um, is a refle reflection of Atman or higher self in late sixth density. And that, that uh, awareness of um, essential nobility, nobility 
is simply dignity, is simply gravity, dignity, maturity, solemnity, uh, seriousness. And I don't <clears throat> recommend walking around trying to travel or think of oneself like a king or a queen or a nobility. No. However, but it's true that um, spiritual path, as far as I know, includes a um, getting sober and gravity and uh, appreciation of the seriousness of life, right? People suffer, people glory. Uh, we come from glory, we return to glory. What do you think sixth density is all about? So what do you think mm, living without a veil in increasing awareness of the uh, <clears throat> ex exquisite beauty, perfection, and infinity of the Creator is all about? That's the case in higher dimensions. You can even taste it in Astral City. <coughs> so even in the movie As uh, No Solar, we can see some of the gravity. We can appreciate the gravity of a direct perception of the solemnity, the uh, glory of creation as is. The um, infinite shining light that is... Uh, boundless love and joy joy in its nature even right of creation as is because it's all sparkling light right and the sparkling light is the intelligent you know the one infinite creator or intelligent infinity manifesting in vibratory light <clears throat> of color and hue and form and being and body and consciousness and mind, and awareness. Uh, it's all God here, right? It's all Godhead. That can be known, that can be sensed in fourth and fifth density, and it's very much deeply appreciated at the level of higher self, who is akin to the king. But it's not ruling over anybody or anything. And it's also um, uh, not but not only that, <laughs> that human role and anything we associate with nobility and royalty and a king and a queen and all that, <clears throat> it isn't limited to that only. But there's always an inner voice available. There's always higher wisdom at work for us. A higher wisdom is at work for you means always <laughs> there is higher wisdom in your mind. Always it's available. Don't you get it? <laughs> Don't you want it? Yeah, of course we do. Well, you can get it. And that's what's going on here. What's what he's talking about. It's always there. Inner voice is always there. Higher wisdom uh, that is the, the quality of the inner voice is always available. It's always in here. Then <clears throat> he's explaining the perspective, you know, perspective of conquering stumbling blocks, meaning getting through problems in general, this is sort of the intro to the teaching. When the conqueror, or the one who's conquering, and, and maybe he's got some distortions like everyone. Uh, I don't know if you need to conquer stumbling blocks. I think it's much um, more sophisticated to dissolve them. <laughs> dissolve them in the light of uh, attention and love and understanding. But yeah, when you're in tune with the infinite, <laughs> going through problems uh, is easier in tune with the infinite the conqueror in tune with the infinite that's pretty sophisticated language 
<clears throat> yes, every ending is a new beginning. Life is an endless unfoldment. And that teaching of right um, anicca, continual change, impermanence, and the Taoist, very Taoist understanding that uh, when you uh, that that when you get to the limit, you begin a return, or uh, the Heracletian Heraclitus view: the upward downward path is one. The upward path is the up downward path. The path is upward downward. Going out is coming back, or uh, we naturally go out and we come back. In time and space, we experience linear uh, alternation, day and night, up and down, back and forward, incarnation and return. <clears throat> Yet, that is um, a natural flow from the level beyond time, or from a non-dual perspective, uh, past, present, future is all now. So, it en- it's endless, and of course he's, he understands that self is soul or non more than body mind and therefore continues beyond the demise of body so life is endless change your mind and you change your relation to time that's who that i've not seen actually anywhere and so you're under and i've talked about this as the time sense developing the time sense the sense that okay i have a decision example i have a decision in front of me um, what might be the possible consequences of um, taking either of the two options I'm perceiving? Or I perceive three, or whatever. What might be some of the down-the-line consequences? And uh, tomorrow is embedded in today. <clears throat> the consequences of the decision are very present if you can see into what's appearing in front of you. And so, uh, as, as awareness grows, and so the first change your mind is to recognize the ever-present inner voice of wisdom, <clears throat> the glory or magnanimity or nobility or dignity or solemnity of what, what I is, uh, the potential to unlock the power of true being with which is within the kingdom of heaven within and the king of heaven is within atman higher self or six density awareness which is not even a self uh, that's within that's always available knowing that is a change in mind making use of its wisdom is a change of mind and and that change in development of mind changes our conception of temporality meaning time and so linear becomes circular or dual becomes less dual or closer to non-dual and we can see the present in the in the we can see the future in the present we can see the past in the present we can see how yesterday is Um, ripening and manifesting today and how today um, particularly example of a choice or activity today a, a action today a behavior or conduct speech today and thought today 
makes tomorrow. And we can imagine the details, we can envision the details of tomorrow that we are uh, establishing by word, thought, word, and deed today, <clears throat> particularly decisions. And so it's very important to look into that. And one can absolutely um, move through certain desires by imaginal experiencing uh, a pre-visioned imagining experiencing of what kinds of consequences might come good and bad uh, tomorrow by such a decision should I take it today and by that one can actually be free of certain desires too that's typically uh, done in in certain levels of meditation where desires come up and uh, the person doesn't physically move but experiences and it's very similar to what Ra said right desires that can you know that, that infringe on the free will of others that are against the law of one may be well experienced in mind um, dream it dream it to death <laughs> accept it and dream it to its demise and dissolution um, and without hurting anybody without hurting yourself <clears throat> desires that might be harmful to self or other can be experienced that way and all sorts of possibilities that um, we could decide to physically experience can be resolved or completed the 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 desire that impels would naturally impel us to activity to fulfill the desire physically that energy can be dissipated or spent or used um, vented by an imaginal process internally and that too is change into relation to time <clears throat> and so the points here is <laughs> since since this noble dignified solemn source of power and wisdom and love and truth is within we can find answers solutions are in the problem and answers are in the question and so the solution lies within the problem <clears throat> uh, is not contradictory to something I think Einstein said although he was a noted plagiarist I've heard where the idea is you can't solve a problem at the same level from which it was created well the solution that is within a problem is not at the same level it's a prior causal level. It's a deeper level of sequence. A prior level or a prior position in sequence, one, two, three, in the linear sequence, it's a deeper level of, um, uh, of um, causal relation. It, its relation is of prior causal nature. Its nature is causative, the solution. <laughs> the solution is um, to know the causes and then to bring love and understanding and acceptance and forgiveness to that acceptance of the understanding of the causes. And the solution may involve, I mean, basically change or <clears throat> making peace without change. <laughs> uh, change your mind or change your uh, physical conditions. If you can change back to the serenity prayer of Niebuhr. Right, Ronald Niebuhr, Serenity Prayer. God, give me the, whatever. I mean, I always mess it up, but the three qualities that are very much associated with uh, 
fourth and sixth and fifth chakras, four, five, six, uh, <clears throat> the, uh, let's just say, what, courage to change what I can, the patience to accept what I can't change, and the discernment or wisdom to know the difference. <clears throat> courage, in many ways, based in self-trust or self sense of self, which is the 6-2 chakra band. So it's very much of 6 chakra. The degree to which the sense of self has been spiritualized, the degree to which we truly have faith and trust in self, is the basis of the courage we may need to make change. And then <clears throat> the patience or... Um, um, also faith, <laughs> the faithful patience and willingness to suffer uh, to accept what we can't change. And then that's fourth chakra, and then <clears throat> the uh, discernment, the clarity, wisdom to know the difference, what can be changed, what can't be changed. That's associated with the solution to the problem. That's associated with the answer to the question. The question is, what can I do? Well, maybe I can make physical, material, uh, objective change. Maybe I can't. Uh, the solution may be uh, a combination. <clears throat> some things that can be physically changed, some aspects that cannot, those that can be, need to be approached in a skillful or uh, effective way. Those that can't be changed also need to be approached carefully with a careful understanding that I set up this too, including taking responsibility. So part of the solution and the answer, uh, the answer is not one word. <laughs> it's not a yes or no. It's not a true or false uh, test here. It's a, it's a very complex and subtle testing where solutions and answers are multifaceted and indeed involve both courage and self-trust and wisdom and skill to make outer change and acceptance and patience and self-care <clears throat> and a big view associated with deeper responsibility to um, be with what can't be changed what has to be born the cross we must bear but you can do it we can do it the solution is in there it's not the same level but it's embedded or within because within is the mind that made the problem. <laughs> That's the point. You made the problem, you can unmake it. We are confused and thus have a question. We too can resolve um, what's unclear to make answer to the question. Dig it? So, I mean, it's pretty deep stuff here. And he says an attitude is all you need to rise and walk away. Just an attitude. Attitude and it'll change. And Ra once said, I didn't do it before, but <clears throat> one could look into the law of one.info, search for the word attitude, and um, at one point, Ross said it, or Carla said it in some of her writing, that that one that, that attitude is a critical, that the transformation or development of attitude is, is critically what facilitates and leads healing. <clears throat> and, and so the quote from the book, As a Man Thinketh, that... Um, one needs courage uh, let me see if I can find it one needs courage to make certain changes but the root of that 
is to the belief though he said the will to do springs from the knowledge that we can do Ra said the exact same thing that one must first have faith that such self-healing is possible before one can do it self-healing is not only based in acceptance and understanding and forgiveness and honesty and reform and making amends and making a new way courage and will and faith but all that can only happen from a faith or a knowledge that it's possible and so uh, before doing comes the faith or certainty or awareness that such doing can be successful that's associated with the attitude needed to rise and walk away rise and walk away means rise and walk away from answers uh, from questions we've answered from problems we've solved so deepening awareness and attention to the problem which may be pain in the body or an illness or just uh, emotional reactivity of anger or depression discouragement and a collapse right um on recognize on 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 misunderstood non-understood um reaction like um rage self-sabotage <laughs> frustration <clears throat> um discouragement hopelessness collapse um that condition as a problem whose solution is within it in the sense that one um what is within what does it even mean within the problem <laughs> yeah right? right now we're really uh parsing words what do you mean within the problem within my body where i feel the visceral pain no within the mind where i'm experiencing these un the these unwanted distressing thoughts and feelings yes it's not in the body it's in the mind where in the mind of what i'm experiencing which is problematic where is it well it's in the subconscious it's associated with the cause causes of it it's associated with discovering how we created it <laughs> and the the dynamics of its manifestation particularly though um what this is self-honesty and so the answer to questions in the deep mind from <laughs> from higher self or hey higher self would know how it is that we created our stumbling blocks how it is that we don't know and thus have questions the pro the answers would be known or are known and the solutions to the problems are known within and um the more we find you know the kingdom of heaven is within the more we find the more we have greater trust and faith that we can continue finding answers and solutions and that attitude of self-trust is critical and so a he says an attitude is all you need to rise and walk away um inspire yourself <laughs> in means coming in not out going in inbound spiritus inbound spiritus spiritus inbound bring in spiritus bring spirit in spiritualize the mind 
Spiritualized mind body. All right, spiritualized mind body. Mm, bring in the light love of the logos, the word, the one. Ayin uh, sof, or actually satchitananda. Uh, bring that into body mind spirit, <clears throat> or open body mind spirit to the universe which it is, which you are, which I is. We open body mind spirit in the seven chakra system to the universe that I is that this one and the other one, all of us, one is. That's in spiritus yourself. And and the two phrase, two words that I two phrase, two lines that I liked a lot in a song of many lyrics lines that I like a lot. Your life is yours. It fits you like your skin. What we live, the the, the room that you live in, the environment around the room that you live in, the body that you're looking out from, um, the hands you're using and the mouth with which you're speaking, or I am, or the ears by which we're listening, this has been made totally by us. Now, the room and the environment around us, we didn't make the people there. Somebody could um, unmute and remute or unmute and say hello and then go back out. The um, <clears throat> and then hello. okay, you can go. Thank you. Good. That that cuts out the white noise. <laughs> Thank you very much. Although you sound like you're not doing too well. Uh, this uh, this these two lines. Your life is yours. It fits you like your skin. Um, bear also much contemplation and reflection or, or deserve much. While we don't make the physical environment, we don't make the house, we, we decorate it or we put stuff into the rooms, uh, we don't make the mind and the personality of the people around us either, but we chose to be living here with them around us, including family and friends and, and associates. By choosing to be here, we're choosing all that is here in the environment, in the field, including the people and the 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 uh, objects. And this this is something. Th this is there's a very nice little litmus test here, or um, very very easy testing. When you hear the phrase "Your life is yours; it fits you like your skin," good or bad? Happy, sad, right or wrong, what's the first gut sense reaction? Is it, yes, that's right, yeah, I like, or no, I hate that, or yes, that's right, fuck, <laughs> it's terrible, or I don't like it, this is bad. And so being able to accept this, you create your own reality, as the Seth material says, uh, or mind... Um, is the is the progenitor of all, as Gautama would say, right? This is the law of karma, um, the self creation of body mind of body mind spirit and life experience, and the life, the out the apparently outer field being reflective of the inner, which we're going to see later down in the next one of the next stanzas. How do you first feel hearing such an idea? Uh, right, 
means we can we we do. Uh, it seems to me, as far as I know, if there's a sense of um, a, a gut reaction, acceptance or acknowledgement that this is so, your life is yours. It fits you like your skin. Then one um, does have that. I would say higher wisdom acknowledgement of of the truth that I've self-created this life. If there's an immediate sense, oh, wrong, what, huh, how can that be? Then one um, is not in harmony with that principle of karma and self-created uh, experience. Then there's, there's the issue of good-bad. So there's first the choice of right-wrong, whether the person, whether we hear this and it feels right, or we hear this and it feels or seems wrong. Then there's the feeling good or bad, <laughs> and this is these are in some ways um, reflections on um, love-based love-based spiritual wisdom, acknowledging spiritual or metaphysical responsibility, and a little measure of how well our life conforms to our spiritual or deep mind and heart needs which is the second how does it feel it your life is yours it fits you like your skin good bad um so good bad is do i feel good do i feel bad hearing that <laughs> that's a measure to some degree of how well our life uh, has been fashioned in accord with are uh, true values and so we can fashion our life in accord with false values or confused values or distorted values associated with distorted sense of self and old pain unhealed we may live our life in accord with that and still be miserable right that's called basis of midlife crisis or burnout and collapse or something <clears throat> we are living the life we have valued and it's off base it's out of balance because our values are somewhat distorted because um, there's inadequate uh, spiritualized selfhood or sense of self has been inadequately spiritualized or there's some some very deep down distorted core beliefs and sense of self <clears throat> so briefly then um, how you react how will one would react to this phrase your life is yours, it fits you like your skin. Uh, gives a sense, I think, of the degree to which we acknowledge spiritual metaphysical responsibility for the self-creation of experience and a measure of how well we've fashioned life to fit true love, wisdom, um, wise, love-based values. <clears throat> and then another stanza associated or I don't know what you'd call these paragraphs of verses uh, associated with the reality the, the perspective of um, uh, the perspective on time are the the what's understood when we change our mind thus changing our relation to time we see the future sleeps in the present the future waits in the present the future waits can be understood as sleeping waiting in the present for temporal unfoldment the acorn today 
um, within which is the oak of tomorrow, the giant sequoia tree of tomorrow, sleeping, waiting, being intrinsic to the tiny seed today, the egg today, the bird tomorrow, and man's unfoldment um, as um, a desired goal for which God waits. God waits for his unfoldment in man. <clears throat> that probably was lifted from somebody's writing because it, it sounds like an old phrase. Uh, but it's very true that um, tomorrow can be found within today as well as yesterday that can be found within the manifestations today. The manifestations today uh, are the blossoming of yesterday and the, the activity, thought, word, and deed as seedings today give rise to fruit or flower or bitter <laughs> weeds tomorrow. And so this uh, teaching is a manifestation of one's changed relation to time and a wise attitude, the wisdom of the uh, spiritualized attitude <clears throat> that um, uh, the present moment um, includes past and future right now uh, and we can know that increasingly. Then we get back to some direct kind of teachings about um, the law of attraction, the secret, the self-based creative, uh, the, the self-based creation, or the basis of creation being self-generated manifestation as a reflection of mind. And so he, he, this, you see, in the book, As a Man Thinketh, in one of the quotes, um, James Allen the first um, recognized that it's not just what you love, also what you fear. That's true. Chapter two: Effect on thought on circumstance. Effect of thought on circumstances. From the page, he wrote: the soul attracts that which it secretly harbors, meaning um, holds within as a harbor. Uh, holds or berths uh, boats and ships. The soul attracts that which it secretly harbors or that that which it loves and also that which it fears. And so love and fear are both forms of attachment. Grasping and aversion and ignorance are all forms of attachment. This is a Buddhist analysis. The three poisons, grasping, aversion, ignorance, Grasping uh, can be what I like or what I love, what I'm obsessed with, and that which I just care about deeply. Uh, and there's, you know, that could be parsed and explained further. But whatever the quality of desire, it's a form of grasping. It could be called love. It's an attachment. Likewise, that which we have aversion to, that which we hate, is associated with that which we fear. You can also say, that so love and fear are opposites and therefore of a single field opposites are of one the upward downward path is of path the upward downward is of path past present future as um, a form of duality or a, a triad or 
a manifestation of uh, multiplicity, uh, apparently non-unified or non-apparently dual, so-called. <clears throat> uh, those are all one too, or one also, and so love and fear are op- uh, are are apparent opposites that uh, exist in a unified field continuum, the upward downward path, where love is positive affect is a positively affected attachment, and fear is a negatively affected attachment associated, uh, uh, very much akin to uh, uh, aversion or hate. I hate it because I don't want to have it. I don't want to have it because I, at a deeper level, fear that if I had it, um, things will go worse and worse. Uh, You can also also say that that love is associated with fear, where (laughs) that love is a manifestation of fear. I love it. If love is a sense of this strong desire, so there's love that is unconditional non-grasping and then there's love that's closer to an obsessive uh, clinging okay so you know <laughs> the every word has so many meanings it it's really not it's just it just never happens rare it's a rarely rarely happens that anybody very very carefully explains the particular meaning of every particular word that you're using in every any particular sentence that just doesn't happen in this world. <clears throat> so people, that's why Ross said, understanding is not of your density. So we're talking about a certain type of love and a certain type of fear. The attachment, the, the type of love that is of grasping, and uh, both, uh, that is that actually is both uh, uh, highly um, purified seeking, a sort of spiritual love, as well as what you uh, strongly are uh, are hungering for and even obsessing over, that also attract is attracted by the soul, and then too what we're afraid of. So he, the the original quote was uh, that which with it loves and that which it fears, uh, both uh, are bases by which soul attracts phenomena manifestation. <clears throat> um, George Clinton here in the song wrote only one you gravitate to that which you secretly love most secretly means um deeply whether you know it or not <laughs> from the subconscious whether you're conscious of it or not and so what about people say well i'm all screwed up how can you say i love this secretly love this the most well bro um it's really true if you go deep deep and sit 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 and look 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 and open 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 you may well find but you'd have to do that. Sit and be still and open and feel and see and admit and uh, clarify. Then, if you're willing to do all that, you may well find that even hated conditions or hated and very painful circumstances are uh, the fulfillment of a certain level of desire. And so, it seems quite true to me, yes, you gravitate to, you attract, right, the law of attraction. Uh, uh, (laughs) Why are people, why do people have ill health? Well, somehow, Ra said, right, catalyst not used by mind and spirit is then offered to body, called illness. As well as the catalyst of fine health, you can say that that too, is catalyst offered to body. 
that was not rejected by mind spirit but represents the result of catalyst well processed by mind and spirit <clears throat> comes out as very fine health but the point is you meet in life the exact reproduction of your own thoughts and beliefs and past life tendencies based on past life beliefs and self-image and so the degree to which fourth chakra uh, second chakra <clears throat> sense of self the mind-body sense of self, the degree to which the mind-body sense of self in space-time physical life has been spiritualized and love-infused from sixth chakra, fourth chakra, the degree to which the two-four-six line is open <clears throat> and freely self-communicating, the degree to which love and care and unconditional accepting has been brought to selfhood, the degree to which uh, awareness of unity, multidimensionality, higher self, and uh, the nobility, and joy, and pure innocence, and simplicity of Atman has been brought into the selfhood. That's the degree to which we... Um, th that That is the nature of the sense of self. <clears throat> and that is ultimately the basis of any self-imaging, self-image sense of self or sensing of sense and identity that then um, is either clear or confused or more or less true and more or less false or true versus distorted love and uh, spirit based or not that's what um, the values the value scale that comes out of that relative degree of transformation of the sense of self, second chakra. That scale of values is the scale of what we secretly love most, seems to me. And that scale of desires, that reign, that continuum of desire associated with what we love or want and therefore what we don't want or hate or just simply have no interest in, um, that plays out in the uh, environment around us. That is the basis of creating your own reality, or you create your own reality by um, the, the nature of the sense of self and the nature of the continuum of values and thus desires and thus uh, what we want and don't want, what we, our preferences and that's what we meet in life around us. <clears throat> or making sense of what we meet in life reveals to us who we are. There is no chance, no coincidence, no accident. <laughs> he can say this and uh, not fear criticism. There are very few people in the world that want to hear. There's no chance, there's no coincidence, there are no accidents. There is no luck. Sorry. There is no luck. It's its fate, its destiny, its karma, its causality. Uh, this world is ruled by law and divine order. This is why Ra says complete and whole and perfect. The awareness of higher self or six chakra, recognizing all is complete and whole and perfect. The complete and perfect, the perfect, is that all occurs in perfect harmony with law and divine order. Right? Law and order 
it's law and divine order. <laughs> and human law and order and governance has greatest panic of benevolent, uh, supreme power of law and divine order. The law, the supreme power of true multidimensional law and divine order above them is what they really detest. I mean, Satan hates God. <laughs> Lo uh, hatred, hatred cannot stand love and beauty. And so they cannot, they detest that which they've rejected in themselves. <laughs> they detest themselves. And so the deepest level of self is Godhead. <clears throat> I mean, Godhead, right? The kingdom of heaven is within. What the heck do you think that means? The kingdom of heaven is within. It means <laughs> that perfection is available for, or for access within by mind-spirit. That's what it means. And so the kingdom of heaven is within. The negatively oriented hate the kingdom of heaven. And so they wish to rule in hell rather than serve in heaven. Right. That's the old phrase. Maybe that's maybe that's Milton, John Milton. But the point is, um, it's not just paradise lost for them, it's paradise despised. And the paradise of love and beauty and joy and Godhead everywhere, uh, the hallowed and consecrate nature of all, uh, that is, they hate that. <laughs> so they're really screwed up, no doubt. And so there's a, a, a little teaching here uh, about rising and falling. You rise as high as your dominant aspiration, and that's very clearly from the book As a Man Thinketh. Then we descend to the level of, the low, of your lowest conception of yourself. Hell beings are in the hell of distorted self-conception they see self as hellish, thus they live in hell. Their mind is in hell-like conditions in the human body. After they die, they go to a physical hellish, uh, not physical, but a, a form-based astral hellish environment associated with how they think of themselves. And so dimensional manifestation uh, as a reflection of self-conception Ho. And so beings in six density are in six density because they have a six density, six chakra uh, sense of self. Right? So Ra talked about the awareness of unified self, law of six, law of one. Right? The law of one in six density or associated with six density, six chakra, uh, awareness of unity then becomes the sense of self, the sense of unified self in sixth density. And so awareness that all is one means that I is one. And so awareness that all is one means I is one. That conception of self is the basis of dimensional manifestation. We manifest in accord with the, with the understanding of identity. Um, you know, you live as you conceive. You, you, you. We live in 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 an environment associated with self-conception. Self-conception is the basis of manifestation. Ooh, and so uh, going to hell is associated with um, self-hatred. 
and a sense of self as an inferior damage damaged uh, thing versus um, likewise you certainly can be said that those in higher dimensions understand um, the qualities of existence like love joy beauty wisdom truth um, clarity they understand those qualities of creation and of mind and of self and thus they uh, are living in a suitable dimensionality that conforms to reflects it's in harmony with it's resonant with how they see identity how they see themselves and so if you think of yourself truly if you know what self is you <laughs> become one with atman but it's not a thought it's a seven chakra resonance more or less seven chakra resonance with the nature of of what i is free your mind your ass will follow so free your mind and your ass will appear where your mind has been freed <laughs> your ass will be freed too it'll be freed uh it'll follow into freedom and so free your mind and um form manifestation accords it's very hard to put this phrase into some kind of metaphysical language <laughs> free your mind or free mind and form manifestation accords it's harder to put that into a song obviously the next i'm going to have to wrap up because i really could do can do longer an hour here infinite intelligence within you knows the answers hmm sounds like intelligent infinity its nature is to respond to your thoughts right and so as a man thinketh said the first james allen uh, or maybe the only but i think he's the first of two uh, as a man thinketh so shall he be because uh, of the law of karma but the law of karma works from this what's the basis of the law of karma or multi-dimensional uh causal causality you know multi-dimensional consequentiality causality um, the basis of it is godhead or the logos as a manifestation of intelligent infinity or infinite intelligence that is outside and inside that's why light is self-reflective so be careful what you think <laughs> and then finally yes every thought that you feel to be true at any level not just consciously or he says allowed to be accepted as true by your conscious mind and your subconscious um takes root in the deep mind then it blossoms and becomes the basis of activity it bears activity of behavior or conduct and speech it bears its own fruit of course good thoughts bring good fruit bad thoughts bring bad fruit or bullshit thoughts rot your meat only he could say that <clears throat> that's a the, the putting that together with the kingdom of heaven is within is um his great integration of the crude and the sublime and so the unity of uh, the yin and the yang or the spiritual and the material the sublime and the coarse and crude and kind of nasty is bullshit thoughts rot your meat but the kingdom of heaven is within and 
for your mind your ass will follow don't worry about your form manifestation it will accord with the development of consciousness the development of you know <laughs> liberation the degree to which we have uh, achieved moksha mukti freedom of mind freedom that that includes mind it's greater than mind obviously and so yeah um thoughts the thought that is in accord with the law of one thought that is in accord with love and wisdom or truth and awareness of unity so thought in accord with the vibrational qualities of green blue indigo green blue indigo thought brings wonderful uh, harvest and thought uh, that is trapped in lower triad blockage um, makes pain and harms the body too and so the kingdom of heaven is within <laughs> open your heart in truth uh, and see uh, who you are and so that's it and uh, the final point is uh, it looks to me like James Allen author of as a man thinketh is James Allen McCarty and took rebirth as James Allen McCarty maybe it doesn't make him any better or worse maybe it's so the eyes look very similar to me and the name is uh, two-thirds identical <laughs> so there you go and um, anyway Jim if you're listening I uh, thank you <laughs> deeply for your being and your work whoever you are or were um, and thank you for listening everyone I hope you're all well take good care and good night